With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome to Halo 7 Podcast. This is Jessica DeLine here with Rick Sadras, and we're here to talk about spring training and do some completely crazy overreactions to some of the early performances we've seen so far. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Rick here. Get the show on the road. Rick, what would you say the biggest surprises have been so far in spring training? Is there anything that's just shocked you? or Easily the most surprising player to me has been uh, Borges, actually. Uh, I was going to say Jarrett Parker pretty fairly recently, but, you know, Borges is tied with him in home runs, surprisingly, and he's been showing off a good amount of power while still displaying his speed that he's known for. So Borges has probably been the standout player to me as of late. That's fair. You missed Albert Pujols, though. Yeah, Pujols has been pretty decent, too, but, uh, I mean, he's kind of getting his work in in singles, so... Well, he has one double, which... And a home run, actually. He's slugging 917, which is, you know, it's it's no coward, but <laughs> <laughs> coward only has two at-bats. So, uh, yeah, Pulhos is off to his best spring start that he's ever had, which is, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Well, much like last season, he did come back in, and he's looking a lot slimmer again. Um, so, I mean, it's always promising, but, you know, it's Pujols, so what are you going <laughs> to I, you, like, well, you can't really expect yeah. that much. So, <laughs> and and you know, I watched him. I watched him in the B game against Granky, um, and he looked overmatched. Quite honestly, Granky looked really good, uh, which probably didn't help either. But uh, we overheard Pulos Pulos in the dugout asking if Granky was done pitching after after a couple of his at bats. He probably didn't want to face him again. Yeah, I I think that Granky's overmatching for a lot of people though. So that's <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean. Pujols has certainly done pretty well. That game, he was 0 for 4, but uh, his official at-bats, he's 7 for 12, which is which is, uh, which is is great. Okay, so let's take a look at some of the disappointments from spring training so far. Uh, who's let us down? You want to go first there on that one, Rick? Um, the biggest disappointment that I've seen, and I think you feel the same way, is probably David Fletcher. I mean, he did get another hit today, I think, right? Didn't he, was it today or yesterday? He he did, yeah. He's uh, two two for fifteen. Exactly, and then he had another walk too. So I mean, he's really gone a long way since since the two days ago. But um, <laughs> he has definitely uh, not been what we were hoping for this preseason. Not at all. Um, he certainly hasn't. You know who else hasn't? Uh, Simba has the lowest OPS on the team right now. Yeah, and I've been very um, optimistic about his chances of uh, bouncing back from last season, as you know. And so <laughs> this has been... <laughs> After you wanted a, to trade him. <laughs> yeah, so um, this has really uh, just flown right in the face of everything I wrote about, you know. So I'm I'm really let down about this one. But uh, no, I, I actually am really disappointed because I'm a huge Simba fan, so... Um, I really hope he can bring it back up. Um, I'm hoping that last half of the season from 2018 is not going to be the new norm. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's he's two for 11 without an extra base hit. He doesn't have a single walk, and he has three strikeouts. He's just not looking good so far this spring at all. Yeah, and it's the strikeouts that worry me the most. Because, like I said before in that article that I wrote, you know, the strikeouts were worrying me the most. The walk rate dropped significantly. And he hasn't really shown the same thing he was in the first half last season so far. That doesn't mean it can't change. It is still spring, like Rahul keeps saying. He's saying that uh, <laughs> that we can't really trust the stats right now and that hitters have the advantage, which is even more worrisome. Uh, but Yeah, if the hitters have the advantage and he's batting buck 82, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm I'm really crossing my, all my fingers and all my toes on this. So, we'll <laughs> uh, is there any? How about pitchers? Are there any pitchers that have been a big letdown so far? 
I think it's too early to say that any pitcher has been a major letdown from what we were expecting. Um, maybe Cahill, but he kind of bounced back in the second start that he made. So I'm I'm thinking it's too early to really say that for now. All right, all right. <laughs> what about you? What do you think? Uh, Hansel Robles? 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 Why oh, you I know what? Yeah. Name? You know what? Yeah. Um, he hasn't looked good so far at all. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about him. He has a four four seventeen batting average against over two and two point two innings. I mean, yeah, that's not a lot of innings, but that's that's not a great start. Yeah, I think he can definitely uh, do better than that in the season. And <laughs> we we were all pretty optimistic about him prior to spring training, so I think he'll come back from this. I uh, yeah, I I agree. I mean, you look at somebody like Cole, he's got four innings and a 133 average against. That's a pretty big contrast for the two of those guys. So. Exactly. The ones that I'm really actually excited about now are, I mean, Dylan Peters is kind of impressed in a short sample size. Um, I've been surprised by him, for sure. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to do anything, and he's actually been one of the more impressive ones. And then there was, today, there was Dan Jennings and... I didn't, like I said, I, before today, I hadn't even heard of him. Um, <laughs> so I don't really follow uh, the White Sox and stuff. So There's there's uh, plenty of those guys on the team that we haven't heard of before, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but he was actually, he's been pretty solid his whole career as a reliever, and he's been showing that this season. And also, and I mentioned this to you earlier today, but Matt Harvey has been, he was really, really good today. I actually was really impressed with his velocity and his movement, and I'm... I'm going to save it for later, but one of my bold predictions is related to him. So, All right. All right. We'll wait for that. So we're going to do something fun before we uh, get into the position, looking at position by position. I put together the top nine batters for each position based on highest OPS to date. Okay. I'm really excited for this. You better go with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how many of these you're going to be able to get, but... Uh, can you take a stab at who the three outfielders oh. would be? I think you'll get... Oh, you're going to make a guess. Yeah, maybe you'll get them. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'm going to say Jarrett Parker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is Borg just one of them as well? He sure is. And is Trout the third? Yep. And Trout has the third lowest OPS of those three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which which is pretty incredible. Parker has seven walks in an... It's ridiculous. He's got seven walks and two home runs. That guy has just been incredible this spring. Although, to be fair, how many strikeouts does he have? Because he does strike out quite a bit, too. Four, which, yeah, I mean, that, that's not terrible in, in nine games. But, yeah, that is. He's got four strikeouts. So. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah. about him, too. I think he's going to be a good fifth outfielder, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's got a shot at, at, at fourth. But, all right, so those are the three outfielders. And then we have, let's go ahead and go to catcher. I think that one's pretty obvious. Um, nobody else is really, well, Bryceino's close, but uh, LaCroix. Um, oh, it is as LaCroix? Expect- LaCroix has a 732 OPS, so he's he's got the highest OPS of all the catchers. Wait, what about Dustin Garneau? Uh, he... Or did he not hit the plate appearance limit? Did not hit the 10 plate appearance limit. Okay, that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the reason. I was like, Correct. I saw him. I saw his game day on game day today. He was over, over a thousand. So yeah, but he probably has like what three at bats or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. Okay, so first base is uh, Thice. We already talked about him, Albert Pujols. Oh duh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Thice might have dropped off a little bit. He was ahead of him, but. Uh, second base by, you know what? Second base has been, we'll talk more about it actually. Um, but Renhifo is, has the highest OPS for second base and it's not pretty. Um, but we'll go into that when we talk about that position. Uh, shortstop, I think it's kind of obvious it's not Simmons because we just talked about him. Uh, is it it's Tovar? actually Tovar. Yeah. Oh, got yep. it. <laughs> Tovar has a 1.000 OPS. And that's another guy that I didn't even know who he exi- who, who he was before uh, seeing him in spring training. So that was interesting too. Yep, for sure. So all right, we hit catcher first, second, short, third base. Is it Ward? It is not, but he was really close behind. 
Oh, um, hang on. Hang uh, on. Hang semi on. close behind. Hang on. Um, I should know this. I should know this. <laughs> oh my gosh. He has, two, he has two home runs and he's seven for seventeen. Who? Who am I missing? Uh, you. That a lot of people are probably forgetting about Rojas. Oh, Rojas. Uh, <laughs> we've watched yep. him today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's one of those guys that just kind of has been flying under the radar, but he's got, he's been doing good for sure. What's Cozart looking at looking like right now? Uh, <laughs> Cozart. Well, I don't have him on this list, but we'll we'll go over that when we go by positions. But he he didn't qualify for this because he doesn't have ten at bats. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, he's injured, then, so it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then I for DH I put Thice just because he had the highest OPS of the remaining players on the team. And he was just barely under pool house. Um, 1.56 versus 1.5. So uh, that that would be, you'd have, that that's what the lineup would look like today if you went by the best OPS of spring so far, which uh, is an interesting lineup for sure. <laughs> by the way, before we get off track, um, I wanted to mention this. I didn't realize that Harrison Wenson had already batted in the, in the uh, Major League camp once and he had a home run in that one at-bat. What? I didn't know. That's that's news to me. Who who is that? <laughs> Harrison Winston. I think he's a uh, like an A ball or rookie ball catcher. But his one at bat he had a home run, two RBIs. Wow. Yeah, his OPS is five thousand right now. So you better keep a lookout for him. That's. <laughs> and just behind him on the uh, on the uh, non qualified ones is Bo Way, who by the way has also been impressive in a short sample size on both sides of the ball. Oh yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's go into the positions. Let's talk about catcher. Um, the guy, the guys that are vying for a spot on the big league squad: Lacroix, Bracino, uh, Smith. Probably those are the three who've been getting the most at bats this spring. Yeah, and they've been doing the worst of all the catchers. I mean, offensively. So, <laughs> well, you know, uh, actually, Kruger hasn't been bad. Um, but other than yeah, because like the top four catchers all have less than like five plate appearances, and it's Wenson, Pena, who who played today, Garneau, Kruger, and Roberto Pena, who played yesterday. Yeah, you're talking about the performing catchers. Yeah, as far as performing, right. I don't want to talk about the uh, the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the three that are getting the most at bat. So wouldn't wouldn't that lead you to believe they're the ones probably in line for the? I'm very delusional, okay? So I'm thinking that uh, maybe we can... All right. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking maybe we can uh, try and push one of those double-A or single-A guys. So if you had to go on today, who's your backup catcher to LaCroix? My backup catcher today? Yeah. Oh. Is LaCroix your starting catcher? Maybe oh. <laughs> his his reputation for game calling precedes him, but you can't really quantify that, and he just no. looks like a bad player. So it's really hard for me to say that because we don't really have the track record of the other catchers that I was talking about, and even Kevin Smith. I mean, I don't know nothing about him. Uh, do you? Do you know anything about him? I really don't. I. I... I'm hoping Bricino. I have higher hopes for him out of those three, even though he's only batting 200 this spring. But I don't know. I just I feel good about him. We'll we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. It's not really a yeah, bold prediction, but pretty much you, me, and Jeffrey, we all uh, agreed that Bricino was the one we were hoping on. But uh, he's looked the worst of the three, in my opinion. So all right. So uh, infield, first base, I think is. I mean, Bohr wasn't even on my list because he hasn't qualified. He doesn't have enough at-bats because he was out for a little while. Yeah. Um, but really, you've got Thais, Poolhouse, Bohr, Walsh. I mean, that's. I think it's pretty obvious who the two are going to be. Um, but what are your thoughts about if you could pick? If you could take away Pujols, I wouldn't mind our first base options. It's kind of hard to imagine that Osmus will bench pool holes at any point in time no matter how poorly he's doing but he has been tearing it up this spring though <laughs> i still i he he's always torn up with singles i mean <laughs> nobody can hit a 400 foot single like pool holes 
if he bats 300 this season, he's going to have a 600 OPS. I'm not really that excited, no matter how well he does in spring. So I'm, I am excited about Walsh for multiple reasons, and I'm sure that you are too. And Bohr, I, Jeffrey and I were both really excited about his pickup because we really like the you know the upside from 2017 and everything, but I loved his on, his on-base percentage. I, yeah, uh, Bohr's okay. I, I think you know that I was not super warm on him but mostly because i felt like we could have gotten so many more flexible for that position yeah. and flexible is certainly not bore <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think he can bend to his right i mean he's no yeah <laughs> the dude's like 400 pounds and six foot ten i don't know that's what he looks like anyway i'm not gonna lie he looks way bigger than i expected like i, I mean he looks like two crones he he really does. When I when I was I was in the second row watching him play on Monday, and I heard other people behind me comment that he was a big guy. They were like, "That is a big guy." And I'm like, uh, "He certainly is." Yeah. He had a big bomb though. That was awesome when it went out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if he's big and can hit and play, I don't care. That's yeah. I'll take a three true outcome guy out of him. I mean, if he just strikes out, walks, and hits home runs a lot. I mean that's perfectly acceptable, and we'll we'll take that for sure. Yeah, I w- I would take that. Uh, as far as Walsh goes, I don't. I'm excited about Walsh. He just hasn't looked great to me so far. His um, pitching actually looked better than his offense. Yeah, you know what? I missed his pitching. Uh, I think I w- I don't remember what was happening. My work might have gotten in the way, but uh, offensively, he's actually hitting 286 with a 412 on base which is surprising to me. He's got three doubles. I don't know when those happened because I didn't see them, but it was all pretty much earlier in the, it was all pretty much earlier. Like he's kind of struggled the past few games, but earlier in the, uh, spring training, he was hitting pretty well. All right. All right. Also, Josh Rojas, not Josh, Jose Rojas. He, uh, he was also playing first base today. So I guess he's going to be kind of a corner outfielder guy. So I'm kind of excited about that. Actually. I, didn't know he was going to play both positions when he was in double a this past season so yeah that's interesting for sure all right so second base has not looked good at all uh what's interesting if you look at fletcher he's actually listed on the angel site as third base which i don't know if there's any intention behind that but at second base we've had jemai jones who hasn't looked good uh, we've had Renhifo, who's looked barely adequate. <laughs> uh, we have Fletcher, who's just looked terrible so far. Um, I'm I'm not really sure what to make a second base at this point. Jamai also has sucked offensively. He did make a a good play today and a bad play today. So that is true. He he did do both. Uh, you know, he's still learning to play second base. He's not going to be major league ready for a while yet. Yeah. Um, but what do you what do you think about second base? What's what's going to happen with that this year? Is Fletcher going to be okay? Is he going to play there? I think it's going to be more of the same. Um, I'm I'm sure you probably do too. We've we've sucked at second base for how long now? Uh, since too long. 2014. I think I wrote Left an article picks. a couple of years ago after we fixed left field with Upton that second base was the new left field. <laughs> yeah, when we gave away Howie Kendrick um, yeah. for he- for Heaney. We never really got back to replacing a second baseman, so that was kind of a problem. Even though I do like Heaney, um, it would have been nice to have gotten the uh, the good years out of D. Gordon or something until he was busted for PEDs. <laughs> um, I I don't really think that we can expect much out of second base, but I mean I am still excited about Renhifo. I'm excited about David Fletcher at times. Um, I would have been excited about Zach Cozart coming back and being strong if he didn't injure himself again. There's, I, I don't, I don't think we can do anything honestly. I don't think, I think we're just doomed at second forever. <laughs> doomed at second is just going to be a hole in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, we we might as well just go sign Daniel Espinosa again because. Oh, ouch! <laughs> at least he can hit a home run sometimes. Oh, that hurts! That hurts. And speaking of Cozart, he had. I'm, I'm looking now. He's got seven at bats and he was batting four twenty nine. Uh, with two doubles so he was he was doing all right so far but uh, he might be the new humpty dumpty right he might be the new guy that can't stay healthy i don't know and to cozart's credit like i said he batted really well away from angel stadium last year and 
He was batting well away from Angel Stadium in spring training. So I was really optimistic again because I was seeing that he was tearing the cover off the ball, and now that's all kaput. So. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and I was just talking to uh, Jeffrey and uh, Rahul the other day about that, and we were saying how that's probably one of the biggest fan base-wide misses that we've had in a long time because everybody wanted Zach Cozart, and... Everyone was pining for him, and then Epler got him. We were all praising him. Even though it was 12, $12.6 million per year, we were all like, oh, this is such a good deal. He's going to give us two wins per season every single time. Yeah. And none of that has happened. No, yeah, he, he's that, that certainly hasn't. Um, so shortstop, I think we're going to be fine there. Simmons is not off to a great start. Uh, I got to be honest. I would, I'm a little concerned. When we first got Simmons, we were like, yeah, his defense is going to be amazing. If his offense sucks, it'll be fine because his defense is going to be so good. I'm a little bit worried that we're going to see offense that he had a few years ago before he came to the Angels and started surging. Um, but that's just me and my early spring training freak out over what the stats look like. <laughs> I'm just really hoping that I am wrong. <laughs> I, I really I really want him to recover. He is, my, he is probably my second favorite player on the team. And so, and and I, you know, I've written lots of articles like praising him and his defense and everything. And I'm just, I'm really crossing my fingers on this one. But I'm I'm really getting worried. I was worried before the spring training even began, and that, this is not helping. So no, it's certainly not at all. <laughs> um, let's hope it's not a continuation of the second half, like you said. So shortstop, I said Tovar had the best OPS of all the shortstops. Guess who was a very, very close second um, behind Wait, let me guess. Tovar for shortstop? Um, it can't possibly be Rivas. No. It would be... Shoot, He's not somebody no you consider a bat first kind of guy. Oh, oh, it's Justice, isn't it's it? It's Connor Justice. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Connor Justice is three for ten with a double and a triple and a nine sixty four OPS this spring, which is great. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. He's been like our punching bag lately, so I don't. I feel he also has a stolen kind of base. He also has yeah. a stolen base, which the Angels haven't done a lot of this this spring, surprisingly. For some reason, whenever I hear the name Justice, I think of a really well, like a really chiseled man, like someone like that does, does not belong at shortstop. So I'm kind of, I'm always on the, and I mean Connor is also a very strong name too. So this guy, he sounds like he should be a first baseman, but he definitely doesn't bat <laughs> like one. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a little biased. I, I interviewed him, and he, he's a great guy, but uh, yeah, he has one of the five stolen bases this spring. The Angels have only stolen five bases. Which yeah. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because they're scoring a lot of runs, so maybe it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that's that's interesting that they they haven't been they haven't even really been trying that much because they only have seven attempts. I don't think they're going to try to steal very much in spring, but I'm really hoping they get back to the stolen base mentality because I think that's one of the huge reasons why 2017 overperformed whereas 2018 underperformed was because we were taking every extra base we possibly could and so i'm really hoping we get back to that but we don't have the players for that anymore we we went and got out we went and got mabit who unfortunately had the dui recently and uh, yeah rest in peace and we had <laughs> we had revere and we had a whole bunch of other speedy guys at that time that we took on even in minor league deals uh uh eyj we had all of them, and they were taking so many extra bases. We had, we led the majors in stolen bases, and as a result, I think that's the biggest reason why we ended up, even though we missed Trout for like, what, a month and a half, we still managed to be almost a 500 team. So I think that if we can get back to that kind of mentality and that aggressiveness on the base paths, I think it's going to make us very successful. But we don't have the players for that. I mean, we have Bohr now. Lestella is like average speed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trout's just getting older. And he's, I don't think, he's and he's 27. Not, he's not really trying to steal, though. I mean, it's a problem. We well, have Pujols another year older. I think the problem with Trout, well, he did try to steal once in spring and he got caught, but I wonder if he's going to be a little gun-shy because he's gotten hurt stealing. He's he's had some injury issues. I don't and know. That even more. When I, talk, when I talked to him before last season, when I had that chance to interview him, he, 
He certainly, he wants to steal. He wants to steal. He wants to hit home runs. He won't, he won't give a number on it. Although, you know, he has one, <laughs> you know, yeah, he I'm wants so, to go 30, 30 again. Right. Yeah. I'm just so conflicted on it because, you know, I want him to steal bases more than anybody. I am a huge fan of stolen bases. They're my favorite part of baseball, but every time he steals bases, these, this, these past couple of years, he keeps injuring his finger. And so I'm just, I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm, I'm between a rock and a hard place on that. Yeah, that's, I, I agree. I mean, I don't want him to get hurt, but I also don't want him to not, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough for sure. So we'll round have... out the end. Oh, I'm I was sorry. Just gonna say, we're just, we're just going to have Pujol steal the bases for him. You know, Pujol steals every once in a while and he never gets caught. He steals like one or two bases <laughs> a year, right? And it's usually against the Mariners too, which is perfect. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. So running out the infield, third base. Uh, third base third base and second base are actually both problems potentially this year right i mean uh once again third base is another one that we consistently have problems with and i think that we just have to accept that we'll never have a third baseman um <laughs> unless caleb cowart can suddenly pull it all together because he pitches now taylor ward says hello though uh, Taylor Ward needs to stop <laughs> making errant throws. But let me tell you some some stats on Taylor Ward this spring. Oh God! He has twenty at bats. Uh huh. And in those twenty at bats, he has seven hits and seven strikeouts. I know. <laughs> his his batting, I th- like I said, I believe in his offense. Um, the strikeouts are always going to be a part of his game. I it's, always, I always that's, believe that. He leads, he's, he's tied for Jemaine Jones for most strikeouts on the team. Well, that's a very, that's very good company. Um, <laughs> I'm really hoping that I, I know that the offense is going to be there, but I'm really hoping his defense will become at least passable because we don't have room for him at DH. We don't, I think. I really do believe his on-base percentage is going to be strong. I believe that he hits enough. He has enough pop, actually, which is something I never thought I'd say about him back in the day. Um, he does have enough pop to last as a major leaguer, even if he bats like if he bats like Valbuena with like a 200 batting average, but like a decent on-base percentage and slugging. I'm willing to accept that, but his, I mean, he can't he can't overthrow everything, right? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. No, that, yeah, that's, I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> See, I always thought personally that a catcher throwing to second was a lot like a third baseman throwing to first, but apparently it's not. Well, maybe it is because they moved him away from catcher. <laughs> maybe that was one of the reasons. <laughs> well, they would probably would have moved away from there a lot sooner if he was like this, a catcher, so. So, I yeah, I'm... I think we're in this situation before we talk about the outfield is that we have... Who's going to play second base? Who's going to play third base? Cozart's out. Is Fletcher going to be at third base and Lestella at second, who has been completely uninspiring this spring? Yeah, Cozart being gone basically frees up Lestella to play either third or second because um, he plays both, mostly third, though. And because we discussed that last time. And David Fletcher. Um, if he can be less uninspiring than Lestella, we'll uh, start to take t- time away from him. And Renhifo will as well if he can be less uninspiring. Although Renhifo at least did have a short period of time between suckitudes where he was actually hitting okay until he just suddenly started striking out on everything. So I don't, I don't know what to do about the infield, honestly. It's, it's not looking good so far in spring. It's really not, and David Fletcher is slightly more inspiring than Lestella at this point because he's hitting 133 to Lestella's 125. So, uh, yeah, that that's great to look forward to. And, <laughs> yeah, and before we move on, I mean Jose Rojas. We were discussing him earlier, and his bat seems like it's going to be the real thing. However, he is basically Bryce Harper's age, and so he's a year younger than Trout. And every time he gets promoted. He struggles that level before doing well after that. So he's he, he struggled in AAA last season. He did really well in AA. So hopefully he's going to start in AAA and then, I guess, struggle in the majors. <laughs> I don't really know what to expect. So I'm 
Yeah, it's 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 not good. I, I know it's early in spring, but that's also the point of this this podcast right now is to try to make some predictions based on early results, and the early yeah. results are frankly a little bit scary for most of the infield. One thing that Jose Rojas does have going for him that they mentioned in today's game actually is that apparently he's a pretty strong defender, um, but so is David Fletcher. So I mean, if David Fletcher is going to bat pretty equally, you might as well go with him since he's already got number one the uh service time like the clock on him and number two uh because he also is more of a um what's what i'm looking for he's more flexible than rojas so yeah because fletcher will also be able to play the outfield too that's true and he you know a surprising fact about fletcher is he didn't really walk a lot last year Mm-hmm. He's already walked five times to his 15 at bats. He has a 133 average with a 333 on base. So perhaps he's working on his discipline a little bit more, uh, which which might be good if he can if he can get that on base up there higher. If he's going to use his on base percentage to become a leadoff guy, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, that would be great. But anyway, I was trying to segue. I was trying to segue into the outfield by mentioning it. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's. Oh, I blew your segue. <laughs> I right, know. Let's go to the outfield. I'm a lot less worried about the outfield. Obviously, Trout, uh, Upton. We haven't seen Upton at all yet. I'm a little concerned about the knee, um, but I think he'll be fine. And then Cole Calhoun's actually been having a pretty great spring so far. He started out a little slow, but. I wouldn't read too much into Cole Calhoun's numbers at all for many reasons, but the biggest one is um, they aren't shifting on him right now. Like, I know that they kept talking about, oh, he's hitting it well. I mean, he was hitting it well last season, too. It doesn't really matter how well he hits it to the right side on the ground. The point is, like, once that, once the uh, third baseman goes and covers in shallow right, those hits are going to go away. He's got to start doing an opposite field, which is exactly what we said about him last season too. So I'm not, I'm not looking very, I'm not feeling very optimistic about Calhoun right now. Although at least the ball is off of the ground sometimes. He's not just grounding everything. He has to stop being such a hard pull. All lefties that are hard pulls are going to struggle with their batting average, and even though batting average isn't everything, I mean it's affecting his walk rate too. He's a contact guy. I mean he's not a he, he doesn't take his he doesn't take his pitches. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little more optimistic. I think about Calhoun, uh, this season at the moment, I wasn't maybe going into it, but I think he's looking a little bit better than I thought he was going to be. I had him as like a top 75 player last season before the season started. Top so 75. That, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That tells you, <laughs> that tells you how disappointed I am in him. And how much he's going to have to make it up to me, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I think um, that Peter Borges is going to steal his spot very quickly. You know, he certainly could, and you raise a good point about the shift, that they're not really shifting. People, uh, Teams don't shift a lot in spring. So, yeah, we'll see how that translates into April for sure. All three of his well-struck balls today, all three of them were to the exact same area. And they were all line drives. One was one was speared, one went over the first baseman's head, and one was caught by the right fielder. So I'm, I don't really see anything different than what we saw in the first few weeks of last season. And he had like one game against the A's where he hit like three extra base hits or something. And I was like, oh yeah, look how right I was. Everyone else was wrong. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then I was very depressed. So I'm I'm definitely waiting and seeing as far as Calhoun goes. I'm right. not optimistic at all. And, and Parker's certainly waiting in the wings as well, and he's been having a great spring. I mean, offensively, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> he's kind of yeah. looked. He's looked a little <laughs> more a little more Upton and a little less Calhoun. If uh, I'm being honest, so. You know, yeah, that, that's true. I, I was sitting next to a heckler at the game on Monday, and he was yelling when Parker was in the field. And he said, that's the kind of play that keeps you in AAA. <laughs> exactly. So that, that, that's what's been going on there. So, all right. Um, I think 
so I think we're fine with outfield. Infield is not looking as good as we thought it was going to be, which is a little bit scary. Let's talk about the rotation. Well, the rotation has been better than I expected. Like I said before, I mean, um, I guess I'll go ahead and go into that bold prediction from earlier, but I think that Matt Harvey is going to be our second best starter this season, actually. I think Felix Pena will deserve to be a starter, and I don't think he will get it, but he definitely was probably our, I'm going to say he was be- he was our best pitcher last season. I think Felix Pena was way <laughs> underrated. I, I agree with that. And this spring, he's still killing it. I've been really impressed with him. I've been really impressed with Harvey. Um, Cahill had a bad first start, like I said before, but he looked better in the second one. Skag, same thing. Uh, Heaney is doomed. He's already dead. I don't I don't think we're ever going to see him again. I don't care what they say. <laughs> you think his arm's going to fall off? They said he's starting on Friday, so. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's he's starting in the ground is what he's doing. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's, that's believe just, in Heaney at all. That's just not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you want Kendrick back because then our second base problem is fixed? Um, no, not anymore. Maybe back in the day, but not anymore. Uh, I don't think there really is a solution to uh, second base that's very easy right now. And I don't think there's a solution to that starting rotation spot that's very easy. Um, Jaime Berea makes me very excited. I've always been very high on him. Uh, his age is definitely a factor there because he succeeds in spite of all the odds being against him. So Agreed. he's definitely someone yeah. you everyone wants to root for. Yeah. As far as that's, the, so as number one, Skaggs. Skaggs is probably my number. Oh, it's so hard to say he's a number one. <laughs> who's, your, who's your number? Who's your number one starter if uh, Harvey's number two? I mean, I have to go with Skaggs, but like just saying he's the number one starter or he's the opening day starter, like literally kills me inside. Um, oh. I've, I hated him. <laughs> I hated his play for so many years and I know Jeffrey still hates him. Like we had that discussion where he was saying he believed in Heaney and I believed in Skaggs. I've already won that by the way, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it kills me. It just kills me to say Skaggs is number one, but he is. I would have to agree with you at this point. I, I, I was thinking Heaney was number one. And he could be the opening day starter. But I would probably have to go Skaggs. I'm going to agree with you on Harvey at number two. And I'm mm-hmm. actually going to go Cahill three, Heaney, and then Berea. I'm going to say... I'm not sold on... on Berea gets it done somehow, but he really doesn't have overpowering stuff. He doesn't have a ton of good movement. I really don't know how he gets it done, to be honest with you, but but he does. Yeah, I don't understand him at all. Like, I don't, nothing about him ever strikes me as, oh, that's a good pitcher. Not at all, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, he he does work, so there you go. But I think that Felix Pena should definitely edge one of them. I don't think he should be relegated to long relief. I think that he is a starter, in my Uh, eyes. I'd put him above Berea, then. I, I, I could do that. I agree with that, but I put them both above Cahill. I just don't. Uh, I, don't. I don't. Cahill looked really good in his start on. Well, let me take that back. He looked mostly good. He gave up a few really hard hit balls, but his his stuff looked great on Monday when he pitched. I was right there. I was literally right behind home plate watching him throw. And he looked good. He had good movement. He was making hitters look just silly. Uh, so uh, I'm higher on Cahill, much higher on Cahill than I was when the season or before spring training started. Well, when we first acquired Cahill, I was like, okay, we already got Harvey, so we might as well continue to screw up. But um, the thing with Cahill is that he reminds me so much of a, I don't know, an older Berea, but like Berea doesn't remind me of Cahill. I don't know how to describe it, but they both get by on precision and location. They don't get by on stuff. And Cahill worries me more because he has a track record. He does have a track record of success, but he also has the failure in there too. And so I I don't know. When, I, when we first acquired Harvey, I was way more critical of him than I was of Cahill. But I am way more optimistic now about Harvey than Cahill. Way more. Uh, all right. Yeah, I, I can. Okay, that's fair. Like, I hated the Harvey signing. You know that. 
I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I was I wasn't <laughs> I think we overpaid. I think that was a lot of money for even uh, just aside from the money, when we got him, I was like, yeah. well, we're not even trying to win. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we could make that argument with a lot of the off-season moves, right? They were they were all fairly uninspired. Although we didn't mention Dylan Peters again. Um, that's yeah. kind of a wild card. I think he's going to be I, the sixth starter. Ooh, really? I, I think that he's going to get the call over Felix Pena. <sighs> I don't think that's right. I don't. But I don't I think, think Peters. Apologies to Dylan Peters and his family if they're listening, but I don't. I don't think he's gonna be successful in the Angels' rotation. I'm gonna. I, maybe that's my one of my bold predictions. Is I think he's gonna. I'm not. I was gonna say a terrible pun about petering out, but that's. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, his name is just a bunch of terrible puns. Honestly, it like really he. Is. He, I'm sure he did not have a fun time in school. Like, no. that is not a good name. <laughs> no. At least, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bullpen. You convinced Cody Allen's a good closer? I still believe in Allen. I have continued to believe in Allen. I don't think he's going to suck. <laughs> well, um, that's inspiring. Well, like I said the other day, I mean, I do believe that an established closer is a good thing. I know I'm in the minority there. I have a lot of minority opinions. <laughs> I think that having a closer is a good thing psychologically for the for the bullpen. Um, it gives people more security in their roles, which even though I don't think roles are a good thing, I think that um, feeling like you're secure and you know what your job is helps them out. So I'm very, very, very much in the minority there. Uh, Allen, though, anyway, I still think is a good pitcher. I think that he gets way too much flack for literally, and I, I, I hate to say this, but literally like three bad, three bad relief appearances. And two of them were at the very end of last season. And it's really hard for me not to look at that and say, okay, well, you know, for... 99% of the season, he had a 3.9 ERA. That's not terrible. I mean, it's not it's not his level, but that's definitely something you can come back from. And, and instead, people are like, oh, no, he's like a 4 ERA pitcher. He's like a 4.5 ERA pitcher. He's going to suck. And I just don't believe that. I think Allen is – I think Allen is a good – pitcher and i think he will be good for us and i think that's not right. enough but <laughs> you know I'm i do at, think he's good he he's been fantastic this spring right three innings yeah 100 batting average against uh, just allowed one hit he, he's been great see, and while the way i see it really quickly i don't want to i don't want to go too much into this but the way i see it is if somebody has 65 appearances completely scoreless and then one game they give up 12 runs According to ERA, he sucks. According to FIP, he sucks. According to all the stats, he sucks. But that was one appearance. Yeah. I but mean, I'm, I don't believe that that's how it works. <laughs> no, but I'm more inclined to look at batting average against, strikeouts, walks. Yeah, of course. Those, those stats. But, uh, yeah, I mean, ERA certainly wasn't his friend because of some of those last year. So some yeah. of the other relievers that have been, you know, I just, I didn't realize Walsh has already pitched twice and I've missed him both times. I, I liked him. I mean, I didn't think he was, I he's, didn't think he was bad at all. He's he got two innings and he thrower. hasn't given up a hit or a walk or anything. So Exactly. Yeah. He was a strike throw. I mean, he was pitching to contact, which is what he should be doing. You shouldn't be trying to strike anybody out. Right. But I mean, I was, I was pretty impressed with what I saw. It was like soft contact from what I saw. So I liked him. Yep. Yeah. That's been great. Uh, some of the guys who have had the worst luck in the bullpen. <laughs> I'm looking at these stats here. Some of these are just absolutely terrible. Uh, who is Snow? <laughs> Forest Snow. Oh, that's Forest Snow. He's had a rough time, but he's a minor leaguer, so that's okay. He also pitched today pretty. Uh, he was okay. Um, Berea though has given up a 3.33 average. He's given up six hits and five innings. So maybe hitters are catching up to him. I don't know. Or maybe, just maybe, <laughs> it's too early in the spring and he hasn't mixed in all his other pitches yet. 
Well, that That's sounds, what I'm going to go with. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> Not buying that at all. All right, let's. Let's. I think we've. I think we've beat that dead horse. <laughs> let's talk about some bold predictions. You already shared one of them. Do you have any others? Okay, I wanted to do this on the spot. I didn't want to think about it. So, all right, bold predictions. I'm going to do three of them. Okay, the Matt Harvey one was Ooh. one. Okay. Okay. He's going to be our number two starter. The second one I'm going to say is that I'm going to believe that Peter Borges gets more plate appearances than Cole Calhoun this season. Ooh, that's bold. That is really bold. And then also, I'm going to say that Renjifo will be the... Such a, this is such a tough one. <laughs> I'm going to say that Renjifo will be our starting second baseman by the All-Star game. Wow. That's my, those are my three. No, I'm put on the spot. I need to come up with three now. Yes, I'm, you do. I'm going to contradict that on the spot. I'm going to contradict. <laughs> that was pretty quick. And I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to contradict one of yours. I'm going to say Cole Calhoun gets more at bats than Justin Upton. I'll tell you what, that's really bold. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go there. Uh, I am going to say that. I hate I hate to do a negative one, but uh, Justin Bohr, I don't even, I don't even know where to go with that. But I don't I don't think he's going to be good. I don't I think I think fans are going to be disappointed in Bohr. That's not bold. Everyone's expecting that. Uh, are they? Uh, he's going to have less at bats than Poolhouse or Otani. How about that? Is that bold? Okay. I don't even know if that's, that's bold. That's that's better. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> do one about catcher. I'm oh I'm gonna do a fourth one. I'll do a catcher one. I'm gonna do a Bedrosian will be gone by All Star break. How about that? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He will be gone or in the minors. Is that does that count? <laughs> well, I mean, if he I gets DFA'd, yeah. I just I, mean, I don't think he's I don't think he's a solid bullpen piece. I really don't. And I think it's gonna be time well, to move on from him this year. Whether or not I think he's a solid bullpen piece, he is the Angels guy for some reason. I don't, I don't know, know why. that he is <laughs> Billy Upler's guy. He seems to like him enough to not trade him or DFA him. So, I mean, he kept he kept Bedrosian over Blake Parker. Uh, yeah, that was odd. That was odd. But... <laughs> that was odd. I hope that I hope that some of those decisions with with Parker and Crone on the Twins don't come back to bite us and they end up beating the Angels by one game for the wild second wild card. <laughs> I hope it does come back to bite us, <laughs> just because I liked Parker so much. <laughs> All right, you want me to do a catcher one? Lacroix will not yeah. be the starting catcher by All Star break. You need to be Kevin. Uh, or yeah, I, it's not going to be Lacroix. I don't, I don't think he's going to pan out there. I think he will. I think Lacroix is going to be the best catcher we've. I'm just wow. I uh, you no. Really I uh, no. I don't. I believe that he's going to be a Maldonado, and he'll be. He'll have a slight resurgence. He'll be someone that the fans seem to like, and I won't understand why. Um, <laughs> I liked him in the first season, but I did not like Maldonado in the second season. So <laughs> I feel like he's going to be that. I think, I think he's going to be a fan favorite that I don't understand. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's wrap this up with some Twitter questions. We only have a few of them, although one of them is a multi-part question. Um, J-O-B is the first name. Second name is A-N-G. I don't, I don't want to mispronounce it. Um, multi-part question. The first part, is Trouty going to stick around? What? <laughs> is Trouty going to stick around? I mean, I think that's... Oh, oh is. Okay. Is. Uh, my my opinion on that is he's either going to be an angel or a Philly. I don't see him going anywhere else. But that's not a definitive answer. That's uh, I I don't I think the Angels are going to have to give him more than what was talked about. I don't think ten three fifty is reasonable, and I think the Phillies are going to give him more money. But it's it's hard to get into his head. Does he want to stick around with the team he was loyal to, or does he want to? be closer to home i think what's more important i think both of those are loyalty issues and i think loyalty is important to him so 
I am going to take the road less traveled, <laughs> and I am going to say that Bryce Harper's uh, antagonizing of the situation <laughs> is going to press Billy Epler to make the extension happen. Wow. I think that because of Harper, this is going to get done. I think Harper is actually in Trout's pocket, and that Harper is being <laughs> influenced by Trout to make these claims so wow. that Epler makes the extension happen. All right. I if there's and any, I don't think I, I'm 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 not just saying it's because I like Harper. I'm not just saying it because I'm a fan of his game and everything. I'm saying it because I think that these comments right here are going to tick off the Angels' front office. Oh, for sure. They absolutely are going to. Yeah. If there's anybody who, modern player, who would be on one team for life, I could see it being Mike Trout. Or Pujols. Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He's already been on on two teams, but he'll be around forever. Second part of this question, um, (laughs) who on the new rotation, who of the new rotation guys will surprise? I think we kind of already talked about that. So the ones that are going to surprise are going to be Harvey. Yeah. I think you and I both agreed on that. I think Harvey over Cahill is going to be more surprising. Yeah, I think Harvey is going to surprise us with his goodness, and I think that Heaney will surprise us. Well, he won't surprise us, but I think we will be, like, fake shocked that he gets injured again. So. (laughs) Um, There's actually a third question that says, also iTunes question mark. I assume that implies to putting the podcast on iTunes. And let me tell you, I have spent many, many hours of my life trying to get through Apple's hurdles to get the podcast on iTunes. And it keeps telling me that the podcast doesn't qualify, even though by their testing measures it qualifies and passes every test. So I will try again after this one, and we'll see what happens. But Well, it just sounds to me like you need to make a better platform. To, to be determined. So we we are on Spotify. Is it, isn't your work in isn't your work in like IT or something, Jessica? Well, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, something like that. So Spotify and SoundCloud for now. But yeah, we'll keep trying to get it on iTunes because I know some people listen on iTunes. Uh, the next one is from Sarah Block Johnson, who is at NH Cubs. And the question is, how is Tommy adjusting to Halo Red? And I assume that means Tommy Lastella, based on the Cubs. Yeah, that's he came exactly from the what it Cubs, means. right? Yeah, that's what it means. Um, yeah, because Tommy Lastella was a fan favorite with the Cubs. Yeah. Um, everybody liked him. He was apparently, I think he had like a really solid postseason with them. He was like a postseason hero, and everyone just loved him. And he was really good in pinch hit plate appearances. Uh, I think he got the most pinch hits. I think it's like 24 pinch hit plate appearances last season. Yep, and everyone loved him. Uh, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's an awesome guy. But as far as how he's adjusting to Halo Red, if you want to go by his plate adjusting, not well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am optimistic that his on base percentage will carry the rest of his offense. Let's hope so. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, let's hope. So. I think the 340 on base percentage, as I mentioned earlier today, is good. And we could use someone with a good on-base percentage. And, and I certainly always root for the person, but I'm definitely going to be critical if they're not performing. So, um, yeah. Hey, yeah, we'll I got another question to put you on the spot. Did okay. you root for Matt Joyce? Initially, yes. <laughs> yeah, until he... Yeah, initially. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> it's uh, awfully... It's awfully interesting that, you know, he definitely unendeared himself to Angels fans uh, through his words, and now he's with the Indians of all teams. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. That's something very ironic. I, it is. <laughs> all right. I, our last question is going to be a positive one. I love this last question from Zach Hat. I'm going to let you answer this. Is Joe Adele living up to all the hype? Joe Adele is definitely living up to all the hype. I am super excited about this guy. Um, he he hasn't been hitting any home runs yet, but he has been tearing the cover off the ball lately. He's what had four consecutive games where he's had a hit, and he's doing this against AAA and Major League talent. I mean, I'm loving this. 
Absolutely. Uh, I think he started out, I think we were saying he started out slow. Um, but the Well, dude's... he started out as a bust, remember? Yeah, the, he's 19 years old and he's batting 353 with a 421 on base this spring, like you said, against some good quality pitching as well. Uh, he's He looks good. He looks good at the plate. He looks good in the field. He's going to be on the big league club sooner rather than later. Okay, maybe not before September this year because they're going to let him season a little bit. But And I can't yeah. remember whether it was uh, – I think maybe it was Taylor Blake Ward or it was somebody else on Twitter. They were mentioning how that walk he had the other day, which was important in lengthening the inning, uh, he wouldn't have taken that walk just last year. Like he was very impatient. He is looking – he has a way better eye already – than he did last season i'm very excited i think i think that if they don't i'm i'm really hoping they do not shrink the rosters for september just in time for joe adele because i want to see him in september i want to see him uh help us make a run at the postseason i don't think we're going to be making a run at the postseason but i want to see it so <laughs> oh all right, there's another prediction. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm excited to see him in AAA this year and see what he can do. Uh, yeah, and I'm excited to see him get to the big league club. He looks fantastic, for sure. Definitely. Wait, 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 wait. Do, before you go, uh, do one more question because we uh, got short, shorter for time earlier. Uh, what's, what's the additional question? That was all, all the questions on Twitter. Okay, well, then I'll ask you a question. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so Jessica... This is your question for a million dollars. Who do you think on the team deserves the most? I don't know how to ask this question. <laughs> Who do you think deserves the most uh, excitement and um, hype regarding? Who do you think has earned the most hype? You're talking about. Other than Joe Adele. Other than Adele. Don't do Adele. Uh, well, I can't say Trout. <laughs> How could you be hyped for Trout? We're all, I mean, this is just expected. <laughs> that is expected. Uh, and I can't say Adele because we just talked about him. Uh, yeah. are, are we talking prospects or big league guys? Uh, prospects? I'm and talking like non, like, like non-fixed, not non-fixtured. All right. Players like not like not Upton. I'm I mean, gonna, gonna I'm gonna give there. you two that um a lot more. Ex- I was pretty excited about these guys, and I'm a lot more excited after seeing them in person in spring. Um, mm. And that's Matt Theis. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go Marsh as well. I uh, Marsh has been impressive this spring. I think he hasn't really hit a lot of extra base hits, but uh, I think he's looked good. He's looked good in the field. He's looked good defensively. Um, I think. Both of those guys people should be excited about. The problem with Dice is he's blocked, at least for this year, because of Boer and Poolhouse um, being at first base. But um, he he's looked great. And, you know, we didn't talk about Marsh earlier today. But, we didn't. Um, Marsh, he has, I think he said, five walks. I've been super impressed with his, with his uh, plate discipline. Marsh has, well, he has three walks, but he has a 412 on base, which... Which okay. is great because plate discipline hasn't really been a strong suit of his. Yeah, he strikes out on everything. So I've been really impressed with his eye lately. Yeah, th- three strikeouts and three walks is, is great for Marsh. So yeah, um, that's that's definitely an improvement. And he's definitely seen some um, stronger level of pitching and he's doing well against it. So. I'd like to see and more power. My, but For my hype, um, I'm not going to do Harvey because I already <laughs> mentioned that. You that's can't. obviously hype. I'm not going to do Adele. I'm not going to do Trout. Um, my biggest hype is going to definitely be about Felix Pena. Ooh, I, all right. I, I love Barria so much. Um, I think Felix Pena deserves to be a starter over half of the guys we have fixated in our rotation. Felix Pena is going to be a strikeout god, and he's going to have... By the way, I know that I know that, that Jeffrey's going to listen to this. He's going to get really ticked off because he hates Pena. <laughs> I don't know why. That's... He well, from the very first time he saw him, he said that he threw like wiffle balls. Like he looks like he doesn't throw anything at all. And so 
I am very optimistic about Pena, and Jeffrey is very pessimistic about him. All right. Well, that that's certainly his uh, prerogative. <laughs> I'm a Pena fan myself. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think we're good. Um, that's all we have for this episode. Hope everybody enjoyed it, and we will see you next time. Have a great night. Bye, everyone. Bye.